Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create a six-figure MFR practice. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Not only have I been practicing MFR for 11 years, I'm also a life and business coach, especially for MFR therapists. My goal is for you to understand how to get fully booked, how to talk to your clients, and how to make sure they understand what's possible for them with MFR treatment. I'm here to help you stop under earning, overworking, and burning out. I'll lend support so you can create the MFR practice you've always wanted. Learn how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town, and even if you're just starting out, and even if you've ran your practice for years. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. Today, I have with me Brittany Herzberg, who is a SEO copywriter by way of being a massage therapist. And she felt like after building her thriving massage practice that most of her clients chose her because of her website. So she used that combined with her 15 years in the healthcare field to start to teach clients how to connect with their audience using their personalities, highlighting their client's experience, and strategically using her client's words to talk to her audience, which created more clients for her. And then she has become the person that helps other people do that too. And she's going to be a very special guest in my group coaching program this round, where all the lucky people that to sign up for that are going to reap the benefits of learning about SEO copywriting. So Brittany, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, this is going to be great. So Brittany has her own podcast. What's the name of your podcast? It is The Simple and Smart SEO Show. Okay. And that is how I found you. Someone else I work with, Jackie, she recommended you. And so I started listening to your podcast. And what I found from listening to that and from talking to you and in other places since then is like your ability to take out the anxiety around SEO and break down what it actually means and how we can use it for us as a friend instead of a foe or to be, you know, like it's not so scary. No, I like that. Yeah. Let's start off with the basics. What does the letters SEO stand for and why do we need to know about this? Yeah, totally. I mean, that's like, Great starting point. So SEO stands for search engine optimization. It's kind of, if you reverse the words a little bit, it's optimizing your online efforts so that Google knows when to refer you. Google knows like the robots understand what you do and so do the people. (laughs) And that's part of why it's really important because you put all this effort really into anything, your website, if you have a podcast, any social media profiles, and you want to make sure that they're working And the one really simple, but kind of like delayed piece to that is search engine optimization, making sure that there are keywords throughout things everywhere. So that again, the robots understand what you do. And so do the people. So good. So basically, whenever someone is searching on the internet, they are asking a question and you want to be findable because you have the answer to that question somewhere on your website somewhere somewhere (laughs) yeah okay so how do you go about figuring out what words to use this is so magical and mysterious and i can see how some people would get overwhelmed by this and not know where to even start oh yeah i mean you hear seo really that's actually how i got interested in seo and 
I'm self-taught pretty much. That's my, my friend Crystal is the one that does the podcast with me. And that just came out of us having conversations. And one day we were like, you know, we should really just record our phone calls. And she's like, oh, we could have a podcast. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. That's <laughs> so awesome. It, it can feel so overwhelming. It can feel like such a deep, dark, you know, mysterious world, but really it's not. So once you start to peel those layers back, you do things like understand that you have to do some keyword research and keyword research goes along with what's called search intent. So I'll use a really simple example of that. Like you were mentioning, I am a massage therapist and that was my first career. And then I even created this course, this Instagram marketing course for massage therapists. So I had two people that I could be found by. I had the massage clients who wanted the hands-on the body work. And then I had massage therapists who were like, help me get people so I can do body work. <laughs> so I had two different people that I could show up in front of. I really had to be mindful about if I'm making a blog about writing Instagram captions, I want that to be something that shows up in front of a massage therapist. If I'm writing a blog about why it's so important to hydrate during the day, I want that to show up in front of massage clients, also therapists, but mostly the clients. Mm -hmm. So that's called search intent is when someone is asking that question in that search bar, what are they hoping to find? Who are they really? What's going on in their life? And why do they need a solution to this problem? Mm -hmm. So this even came up recently with another website, a web copy project that I'm writing that has nothing to do with massage. <laughs> I'm actually <laughs> helping my dad with his website copy and he does whatever replacement. <laughs> but at the bottom of one of the pages, I wrote a headline and I had one, you know, search intent in mind. Someone else read the page and they were like, oh, is this what you're going for? And I'm like, no, I'm really glad that you caught that though, because that could be taken two very different ways. And I want to make sure that person A is the one that's searching for that, not person B. Mm -hmm. So understanding who is looking for things, you know, having a really good picture of what's going on in their life so that you present the right solution. So understanding the search intent and then that bleeds into keyword research. But before I get into that, are there any questions that pop up on your end? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So the first thing is, is like, you really need to understand that search intent. Mm -hmm. And I think that relates to like, for my audience of myofascial release therapists, really understanding the results that they deliver for their clients and really understanding how they help people and being focused on results forward or like, this is how I help you. And I think just coming up with the content for in explaining to someone, this is how I help you, or these are the results you can expect to get with me. Those are going to kind of create some of that. Yeah, absolutely. Once you realize that it's like, oh, I really should be spending time thinking about this. <laughs> Well, yeah. And I think it's not obvious though, right? Because we spend right. so much time in school learning our skills and then we spend so much time trying to build our businesses and we don't spend any time thinking about like that sales process of like, how do I sell this? And what does the sales even mean? We get caught up in our rate. We get caught up in how awkward we feel. <laughs> There's like so many roadblocks along the way that can keep us from even creating the business in the first place. Yeah, I feel like getting to the point where you can slow down and start to think about these very purposeful, like pieced out things and like SEO, it's like the icing on the cake, but it could be the cake pan. Like you could start anywhere with it, right? Like yeah. just having access to this information is so helpful because wherever they are in their business, wherever you're at in your business, you can take what you're going to learn today and just apply it instantly and see what happens. Yeah, you absolutely can. And that brings me to something that I really like to point out single time I talk about SEO. And that is 
It is never too early and it is never too late. So if you, you know, Amy Porterfield actually recently came out on one of her podcast episodes and she's like, man, I really wish I had paid more attention and put more thought into my SEO strategy. This woman makes bank. Yeah. She's making millions of dollars a year. Yeah. She's helping tons of people with marketing, <laughs> yeah. like with online course creation and all of that stuff. So if someone as successful as her is even saying, wow, I really wish I had put a little bit of thought and effort into it earlier. Mm-hmm. Like you're not alone there, but you're also not alone if you're kind of wanting to put some effort into your SEO strategy as you're building out your website. It's never too early. It's never too late. So just you're good. <laughs> yeah. So even if you have like a really built out website or someone else did it mm-hmm. for you, chances are you're going to be able to figure out how to add some of these tips and tricks in whatever it looks like today. You can yeah. go in and do a little work around. Okay. Awesome. So where do people start after they figure out their search intent? Like what do you do next? So next, I like to offer options. And I really like walking people just through a simple Google search. Okay. If you go to Google, if you're mm-hmm. listening and you're like, I'm gonna try this out, go to Google, just type in something like I was messing around with something earlier, just holistic marketing. Mm-hmm. And if we I have to pull it up so that I can walk myself through this. So if we were looking at the page, a couple of things to look at. When you scroll down just a little bit, you've got this people also ask section. Those questions in there, like for example, this says, what is holistic marketing example? What are the four elements of holistic marketing concept? These give you great points that you can speak to. Okay. So be very aware of what's here. It could turn into a blog post. It could spin off into an Instagram post or things like that. Mm-hmm. They're talking points for you. So if we Googled like mild fascia release therapy, yeah. can we do that and just see what comes I up? I did as that the... earlier too. I should have <laughs> left that one up. I'm just curious. Yeah, it had some good results. Okay. And like the questions are, how does myofascial release therapy work? Mm-hmm. Is myofascial release painful? What are the techniques used for myofascial release? Is deep tissue massage the same as myofascial release? These are so good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. great talking points, right? And yeah. things that you can probably answer just like sitting and listening to us. I'm sure you have instant thoughts, instant feedback, and those are the kinds of things you want to write about. Mm-hmm. And then you can also click down and it brings up even more stuff. So you can get lost in this Google rabbit hole. Yeah. That's one thing I like to point out. The other is, I mean, you've got this map. So I'm in North Carolina. As I'm looking at this, there's a map with different locations up here. The goal for any brick and mortar kind of situation, like a myofascial release therapist or massage therapist, is to get found. We want people coming in the door so we can work on them. And your business model from there might look different. You might like having people kind of with this rotating door. You might be like me, where I really like developing relationships and having lifelong clients and then abandoning them because I'm going to move. (laughs) That's okay. That happens. It does happen. But this is called local SEO. So when you're wanting to show up on a map like this, focusing on your local SEO efforts is Mm -hmm. huge. So I'm sure we'll come back to that. Yeah. And so for anybody like listening and like say you're in your car, (laughs) just Mm -hmm. understand like what we've done is we've Googled holistic, what do we Google? Holistic Holistic marketing. Marketing. And then we also Googled myofascial release therapy. And then we scrolled down and there were questions that said, people also ask. And then it gave a list of questions. And then below that is like a local area map. And what comes up under that is all of the therapists in the area that have used that keyword, holistic marketing or whatever. Exactly. As you go down the page, 
these are some other important parts that I want to point out. So, you know, there's different listings. You've got the blue hyperlinked text. So, for example, mm -hmm. this one says what to know about myofascial release therapy and it's on WebMD. The hyperlink is what takes you to the page. It's also something that's called the SEO title. Mm -hmm. And every single web page on your website has an SEO title and a meta description or an SEO description. And that is this little bit of text right underneath. So for this example, if you're looking at the what to know about myofascial release therapy on WebMD, mm -hmm. it says myofascial release therapy is a massage technique that focuses on relieving pain in your myofascial tissues. Da, da, da. So these two pieces, it's such a low hanging piece of fruit that if you go on your website and you look and you're like, uh oh, I have no title. I have no description. Great. We can talk about how to work one in, but that it would be something that I would do for every single web page. And there, there could be some overlapping keywords. I think it's great to have a different target keyword for every web page if you want to be really extra. <laughs> if you need to keep things simple, maybe you just pick like two or three and you okay. use them on different pages. Okay. So if they were like logged into their websites, they'd be in behind the scenes in their website and then they would pull up like the title of each page. So like one would be like an about page or like your landing page and that's mm -hmm. where they would add in these words. Yes. And it can also be done with blog posts. So okay. If someone who's blogging or, you know, focusing on content right now, mm -hmm. this would be another thing that you could use to optimize the reach for the blog post. Okay. So that's probably a whole big topic on its own. But just know that every single web page mm -hmm. can be optimized with what's called an SEO title and a meta description. Okay. If you keep scrolling down the page, you'll find images for myofascial release therapy. This is one really key reason why you would want to focus on your image titles on things like blog posts or even your about page, your services page. Having keywords in the image titles allows them to possibly be picked up like this in a Google search. And then someone might click on it and then click back to your website. Bingo. And this might take us in a totally different direction. <laughs> but what about all of the posting on Instagram and Facebook? Is there any way to do the same thing with those posts so that there are those get pulled out? Okay. So that's another deep dive. And okay. if you don't mind me suggesting, there's a whole podcast episode that we did where it, I think we went into like six or seven different ways to optimize an Instagram post. Okay. It was on the podcast. I can give you the link for that one. Yeah. What we'll do, you guys, is we'll put the link in the show notes so that you guys can go and listen to that podcast episode and get all of the information on how to optimize <laughs> for Instagram. Perfect. Okay. Because yeah, there can be so much to it. But yes. the, answer, the short answer is yes, there's things you can do to optimize that as well. Okay. Perfect. And at the very, very bottom of the page, it says related searches. So this is kind of cool. Even when we're thinking through going back to that search intent, Maybe there's a different way you can phrase things. Maybe it's not so obvious where we're saying myofascial release therapy. Maybe mm -hmm. you're trying to figure out how someone might describe the situation that they're in or the sensations that they're having. So you could try out different combinations and then scroll all the way to the bottom of this page and it will have some different ideas for you. Like even with this one, it says self-myofascial release, mm -hmm. types of myofascial release techniques. So there are some variations or some related search terms and phrases. Mm -hmm. And it looks like there's like 10 pages of there's so much. This. <laughs> there's so much. I'm telling yeah. you, you can go down a rabbit hole. Yeah. I think the joke is that the best place to bury a body is on the second page of Google. <laughs> <laughs> 
never <laughs> land there. Yeah, that's so never funny. Did. The best place because no one's going to pick page two. Yeah, I mean, there's so much on page one, right? So yeah. who has the time to scroll through page two? Yeah. Fifty. But if you know what you're looking for, right? I feel like if you're an informed consumer and you know what you are looking for, you might click on yeah. page two. But most people aren't informed enough to do that. Like they're going to pick the low-hanging fruit or the very first one. And what's really important for my audience listening to this is to understand that someone might then select MFR that's like from a completely different teacher than our teacher. So the person is going to get a completely different treatment than the way we would treat people. So it is really important to really understand the services that you provide and how you talk about myofascial release and how you have it set up on your web pages so that you show up front and center and people get a different therapy than they intended to get. Yeah, exactly. And that really comes back to understanding what you do who you help, Mm -hmm. how you help them and being able to explain it. Yeah, I can't tell you, I'm sure you've seen it yourself, but the therapist that I've met that just can't explain what they do, it's frustrating because then that means the client isn't going to be able to understand what you're doing. And they might think it's not a good fit just because they don't get a clear picture just based on what you're saying or what you're typing. Yeah, so good. And that's exactly what I do in my coaching program is help therapists overcome the obstacle of not being able to talk about MFR or sell MFR or understand how they're saying it, it could become a barrier. So for anyone listening that's still struggling with that, keep following me and get ready to join the next group coaching program because this is what we do. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Little plug for myself. No, I mean, you should because even recently, I think it was within the last six months, I met a therapist and I'm like, cool. You know, he was like, what do you do? And I told him what I do. And I have this little like one line spiel. Mm -hmm. I was like, what do you do? And he's like, it's like jazz. I'm like, I don't understand that. You're like, what? So I asked a follow-up question and he was just like, oh, I do improvise. I'm like, we all kind of improvise. We're listening to the body. So anyway, don't be that person. Yeah, don't be the jazz hands and actually be willing to have jazz hands while you learn how to explain what it is that you do. Because it it is just a thought that you're having that you can't explain it well or that people won't understand. And when you're not confused, you won't be confusing explaining what it is that you do. Yes. Oh, I love that. All right. Tangent over. (laughs) Till the next one. (laughs) So far? Yeah, I think so. So you can put anything in the Google search bar that you are looking up and then scroll down to get the questions that come up or the what are the common things people ask. And then you can... Would you suggest then you take some of those and you answer those questions on your website? Is that how it then links you in or... Yeah, that could be a way. So that's really good with the most helpful thing for your website so that it boosts it up and gives it more credibility and gives you more credibility is to put out content, which is it's easier said than done, first of all. But it's also easier when you're building your business or when you're in a slower season, Mm -hmm. put out more content. And even if it's not going to have like an immediate impact, long term, the impact is going to be there. Okay. So thinking through, again, what are my people searching for? What are the questions that they have? What are some problems or literal pain points that are coming up in their life? And what could I write to help them, to inform them, to kind of walk them through what it would be like to come see me? Things like that. Yeah. So use these as inspiration for sure. Okay. What about people that want to do something that's more of like a set it and forget it situation? And they're like really just using their website as a landing page for like their book now button. So people can just book appointments with them and they don't go back and like update it or add content. Is it a lost cause for them then? Or what would you say? 
It's not a lost cause. And that kind of depends on what your goal is with your website. So for me, take me again for an example is I've had a fully booked practice for like five years. Mm-hmm. I haven't really wanted to take on any new clients. So I really didn't put any effort into putting content online. And then I totally pivoted. And now my website is all about copywriting. And there's one page about massage therapy. So don't Mm -hmm. necessarily do what I did. But if your goal is to grow your practice, you're going to want to do a little bit of the focusing on some content. If your goal is just to have something that helps people figure out where your practice is and how to get in touch with you, you really don't have to do as much. But just kind of be mindful that if you're not messing with your website, Google is going to think that it's not a priority to you or that maybe you don't even accept clients anymore. It's just going to kind of like deprioritize you. Okay. How often do you need to post something or change something on your website to continue to be prioritized in Google? That's a great question. I like to set a goal of at least like once a month. Okay. So it's not that often. Bare minimum. Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. But that again, that's if you're kind of just doing it to stay relevant enough. Uh-huh. If you're looking to grow your practice, I would say try, aim to put out like a blog a week or two blogs a month. So anywhere from two to four blogs a month. Mm-hmm. And as far as like a word count, that's another question that people have is like, how long should this be? The longer, the better in Google's eyes. But I would say like around a thousand words would be great. If you're going to be pumping out a lot of blogs, you could even do something shorter, like around 500 words. Okay. It all varies. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think too, for anyone listening to this, that's like, oh my God, that's so much work. Like, I don't even know what I would talk about. You know, you just talk about your clients' problems and how you help them. And Mm -hmm. you could use it as a way to get better at talking about what it is that you do and really getting clear on how you help people. And in the same vein, you will be helping people who are reading that information, or there's always those clients out there that are huge consumers before they take action to actually book an appointment. So it just gives them another touch point, another safety to get to know you before they buy from you. And I was just thinking like, I put out a ton of content, but it's all on social media. Like I just have like basically a sales page for my website, but it would be easy to create another page on there that is basically just all of my social media posts. They're all long anyway. Like could just be the content and the picture that I'm posting on social media that day. Like I could post seven times a week if I wanted to. Yeah, you absolutely could. And that's one thing that I like to encourage people to do. And it's something that I'm actually going to try to do for myself coming up soon. It's been great, but I've been really busy with copywriting and with massage clients. So I haven't had the time to do that, but I I think I'm hitting a little bit of a slower season. So, or at least that's how it looks right now. So I'm planning planning to put a little bit more effort into my content. And that's exactly what you can do. Pull the picture, pull the caption, and just pop that on your website and let it be what it is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I love anywhere you can just recreate what you already have without creating new stuff and Mm -hmm. just repurposing it over and over and over again. So it's like, you don't even have to have a ton of new information. You can just like have a new title and a new picture and whatever. Yeah. We get a little bit arrogant because we are so busy in our businesses and we write all this stuff Mm -hmm. or we film things and we're like, surely everyone is looking at every single thing I'm putting out there. They're not. No, nobody is. (laughs) Nobody sees it. Nobody sees it. So yeah, like, don't be afraid. That was one of the biggest lessons I learned really last year was don't be afraid to like repost it, reshare Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Even if it's an email, send it out again because Mm -hmm. not everybody saw it. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's totally okay. And you're not bothering anyone. Like we are talking directly to scrollers. Yeah. 
Google is a scrolling society, Facebook scrolling society, Instagram is scrolling emails. You can scroll. Like you literally don't have to open any email you're not interested in reading. Mm-hmm. Like you can just delete it yeah. or whatever. So you're the opportunity for you to bother someone is more about the person receiving the message than it is about you. And for everyone you think you're bothering, there's a hundred people you're not. So yeah. don't even focus on that being an option. <laughs> That's why that. there's an unsubscribe button. Yeah. Or they can just make market as spam and whatever. It's fine. Yes. But please don't mark it as spam. Don't mark it as spam. I know as I was saying, I was like, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't mark things as spam. Just delete them or get off the list, you guys. It really is not a nice thing to do. No. It hurts us on the email marketing system. Side. Yeah, it does. Yes. So don't do that. Yeah. Just delete or unsubscribe. Forget I said the S word. <laughs> it's all good. Oh, so funny. Okay. So... We talked about adding content and blog posts. What else would you say? For building your SEO for your mm-hmm. website? Well, I mean, really content is like a big, big one. Some other like easy things that you can do, like we talked about doing the updating the SEO title and description would be one thing. Having the image titles being better, keyword rich. The URL slug doesn't sound familiar. That's when you type in a website address. It's the, you know, brittanyherzberg.com slash. It's the stuff that comes after the slash. That can even be modified to have keywords in it. Hot tip. I wouldn't go back and update a URL slug, especially if it's something that you've linked in other places because you're just going to cause a whole lot of problems on the internet. Okay. (laughs) But just going forward, be mindful of... Or you could even like duplicate a page. For example, I've got a sales page for that course I was talking about. I'm going to duplicate the page and then I'll have this new one's going to have more of an SEO strong URL slug. So the other one, I don't really think did. I just named it what I named it and did the URL slug, the, the course name. And I was like, no one's going to be looking for that. Back to the search intent, right? Like no one's going to be looking for my title. I'm not that well though. <laughs> but they will be looking for a course that has the keywords of you know what their problem is or what transformation I help people with. So that URL slug could be another area, just again, to be mindful of moving forward. Okay. So it's not necessarily like important what their business name is. I help blah, blah, blah. It's actually what solutions do you have for people? Like what do you help people with? Who do you help? And being very clear on that. Yes. Once you have that messaging down, everything else just kind of comes to you easily. And it can feel like an uphill battle even just to get to that messaging. I'm sure you've seen that with your coaching. Mm-hmm. Something I like to remind people of is that you're not married to it. You're just kind of like hanging out with it. And if you don't yeah. like it, you can change it. Yeah. Well, and like, here's the thing too. I, I just coached on this the other day. Just a side note of someone being like, it's really important for me to get my I help statement out and it needs to be perfect and clean. And like in the meantime, they're doing nothing to grow their business or meeting mm-hmm. people, telling them they're an MFR therapist or making any offers to help them, which is like how you grow your business. So it's not so important that you have the perfect one-line slogan, but if you can spend time really understanding who you help and what you help them with, and you say that out loud, like there's your sentence, mm-hmm. right? Like I help MFR therapists to create six-figure foundations for their businesses. It took me a long time to figure that out. Yeah. Right. And before I was like, yeah. I can help you, <laughs> right? I can just help you. Like, here's what that looks like. And it was a little bit sloppy until it wasn't. 
Right. Not a problem. (laughs) But if we wait for perfection and we wait, you know, like what we're talking about today creates overwhelm or something going on in your brain while you're listening to this. If you're waiting to feel comfortable or waiting to really understand before you take action on some of these things, all you've done is just created a longer time to get results. And that's okay. Nothing's gone wrong, but that's just understand that's what you're doing. Perfection like never happens. If we knew what perfection was, we would all just decide to be perfect. Or like when we would get there, we would know. But so far, I've never done something perfectly and then was like, oh, yes, perfection. Right? (laughs) Right. And like the disco ball like started spinning and all the lights turned on. Yeah, no. Yeah, I got like an automated response. It was like, you have reached perfection. (laughs) It has just not ever happened. If anyone here listening has reached perfection in anything, like if you could just shoot me an email, tell me what it was like. Drop a pin. (laughs) Yeah, let us know. Give us the directions. Give us directions. Yeah. Tell us where to turn left or right. Yeah. No, it's not a thing. No, it's not a thing. Very like when it comes to SEO, it's a very fluid thing because my messaging has changed. My group of people that I'm helping has changed. How I'm helping them has changed. Yeah. You know, if you would ask me five years ago, I'd have been like, I'm going to be doing massage therapy forever. There's nothing else I want to do. And then this just kind of like happened. And I was like, oh, I could make a career out of this. So you never know what's going to show up. Yeah, exactly. But being able to be flexible and be curious about what's next or you know, how can you serve people at another level? If you have the bandwidth and the time to be looking into this, like why not now for Mm -hmm. SEO? Why not now? And I have really prided myself on doing like all organic marketing and not paying for ads. And Mm -hmm. here is another layer of organic marketing. Like SEO is is free. It's free. It's a big one. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. So how else can we take advantage of SEO or how do we come up with keywords? Like how do people know, do they just use that first search that we just showed or what are some other ways to figure out some keywords? That's a good point. So other ways to come up with phrases or terms that people are going to be looking for. Listen to your people. Mm. If you don't have any people yet, listen to the people that are around you. Or maybe you're listening to podcasts like this one where you're able to pick up on potential ideas. Mm-hmm. You can also kind of do some internet sleuthing. That's kind of my favorite thing to do. Some other tools you could look into. One is a website called Answer the Public. And if you're in the US, make sure you change the country to say US because I've done UK searches. I don't know why it's set to UK, but it is. So Answer <laughs> the Public, which you set it to your appropriate country. And then I think it gives you two or three searches a day. Okay. You know, let's all walk us through one. Fun. So great. Make sure it says US. Let's try my official release. So if I search this, it comes up with a huge document, like a huge page of results. And there's two ways you can look at it. One of them gives you, they call it visualization. It gives you like a a graph, an image to look at. Mm -hmm. And the other one says data and it just lists it out. So here it says myofascial release questions and 67 popped up. Things like, does myofascial release work? Can myofascial release help sciatica? I mean, even just with those two, I'm sure you have ideas on what you could write about. Yeah. So there's tons of things in here. Where to learn myofascial release. That would go back to search intent. Your client isn't really going to be looking for where to learn training. Right. They might want to know how to do self-myofascial release. So that would be another thing just to be mindful of. So this... 
website is kind of cool because there's like a guy in the middle and it's like <laughs> who, what, where, when, why, how, which, when, will, right? Mm-hmm. Can. And then it's like a spiral. And then there's just like lots of words. So I put into mine John Barnes myofascia release. Oh, cool. And yeah, some of those trainings are like myofascial release seminars, myofascial release book, myofascial release Sedona. So that wasn't actually like helpful. <laughs> I mean, it's worth searching. Though. It's worth searching. Yeah. So people are searching for videos and this is telling you what other people are searching for. Yeah. So it can help you again, just with like that content generation idea, how people would phrase things, what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And it probably takes like an extra layer of a client that's specifically searching for John Barnes myofascial release. Like at that point, somebody has been told something. They've gotten some external knowledge in order to like search that. You know, it's very niched down by that point. So maybe you want to keep your things a little more broad. You can still have John Barnes myofascial release in some of your things. And it can be very obvious that that's the training that you have and the, the modality that you perform, but you could focus on something like a little more broad, like biofascial release in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what is it? I mean, even just off the top of my head, not even looking at a chart, it's like, what is myofascial release? Why would someone need it? Mm-hmm. How many treatments do I need to come in for? Things mm-hmm. like that. So all of these things are questions that, you know, after practicing massage therapy for, I don't even remember how many years, like nine, maybe 10. I know the questions that my people ask, but if you're newer, just kind of, again, doing some internet sleuthing, this would be one place to go to. You could also go on Facebook groups and there's a search bar in Facebook mm-hmm. where you could type myofascial release or you could type myofascial release therapy or therapist. Anything that would get you in the room with other people who would have feedback from their clients. So if you don't have your own clients, buddying up with somebody who does and figuring out what it is that their people are talking about or things that they're thinking about can be helpful. Okay. So good. Yeah. All right. So what would you say to someone who is like, I can't figure this out. I don't even know the words you are saying. Like, (laughs) should they go all the way to hiring someone like you? Or like, what would you say? I mean, if you have the budget and that's something that you're like, I don't want to touch this. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to learn about it. Then yeah, you could look into hiring someone. I'm someone who's a pretty big believer in learning it yourself first. So Mm -hmm. you have an understanding of maybe what you should expect from a quote unquote pro. I actually created, if I'm able to talk about it, the SEO cheat sheet that walks you through everything we talked about and then some, because it can be a big thing. It can be a big daunting thing. So I made this document that walks you through. There's links out to resources that I like. I let you know if they're paid or if they're free. But a lot of this you can do on your own. It just, it's a little time consuming. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so generous of you. So can we link that into the show notes so anyone can yeah. pull up that document? Absolutely. Okay, great. So for everybody, like that will be available in the show notes so you can have access to that. So if anything, if we were talking too fast or it was like <laughs> just too much information, you couldn't picture it in your mind, just know that you have that document available for you. That's really nice. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. And then there's another thing that I have too. It's actually a quiz that I created because I love writing quizzes. Mm-hmm. And it's all about figuring out what your personalized SEO strategy is. So it's based on your personality. Fun. We'll link that too. Yeah, we'll have so many links. Okay, awesome. <laughs> 
Well, in closing for our episode, like, is there anything else you want the listeners to know about you and what you do and like maybe how they could find you and follow you and get more information? Yeah. I mean, talking about questions, I love getting questions because it really helps me to be better and give better information. So feel free to find me over on Instagram where I spend way too much time. My handle is my first name. So Brittany underscore Herzberg, my last name. And I'm sure we'll link it because, you know, names and things. And then you can also find me on my website, which again is my name, BrittanyHerzberg.com. Awesome. Well, Brittany, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been so much information that's I know it is going to help somebody out there listening to get more clients, get more traffic and help somebody today versus waiting to help somebody, which is always my goal. And thanks again too, for coming in and teaching my group. And I'm so excited to have you in there. Everybody is going to get Brittany to the group (laughs) for a full 90 minutes of that attention, which is just invaluable. So I'm super excited and looking forward to that. Me too. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. Check the show notes for all of the valuable information that we had to offer. And I'll see you next week on another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. My goal is to help all MFR therapists stop under earning and burning out. I have several resources available for you. Read my book, The MFR Coach's Guide to Having Your Own MFR Business, available on Amazon and at Advanced John Barnes MFR Seminars. Keep listening to the podcast. I'll always have fresh content each and every week. Join my group coaching program. Enrollment opens four times per year. We take all the information I teach and lay down the foundation for your six-figure MFR business. It's more than just raising rates, but you'll make that the hardest part. Then expand into the business owner who delivers your rate like it's just the news and who can sell MFR to anyone in any situation. I'll show you how. Get on my email list, follow me on social media at the MFR coach and visit my website for more information on group enrollment, themfrcoach.com. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next week.